I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, episode number 86. Today, we talk about the benefits of yoga medicine, so it's time for another life-changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Oh, welcome, everyone, to another edition of life-changing wellness and i just want to ask you before we begin please head over to itunes after the interview with my guest today rate and review the show for me and i thank you ahead of time for making our show great and i encourage you to look at my show page on radiomd.com slash dr bond today my guest is tiffany crookshank an internationally renowned yoga instructor who has spent the last 20 years crafting a methodology for teaching and practicing yoga, wherein the practice is melded with Eastern and Western notions of medicine. Crookshank's teaching is held up by her work as a holistic health practitioner, acupuncturist, and sports medicine expert. Based in Seattle, Crookshank teaches regularly for Yoga Glow and travels extensively around the world. She's also the author of Meditate Your Weight, her approach has helped thousands of yogis around the world see their practice in a new light as a result of Crookshank's innovative thinking and dedication to the practice. Let's welcome our guest this week, Tiffany Crookshank. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Now, I'm very, very interested. So kind of tell us right off the bat, what is yoga medicine and what sets it apart from normal yoga trainings? Yeah, we're, we train teachers to work in, in healthcare settings. So I think one of the things that really sets us apart is being able to meld both, both the Eastern and Western traditions. There's so much information coming in through research and science, and, and obviously there's a lot more that we could do in, in the yoga realm. The, the research is still, is still a little behind, but we're learning so much about the human body in research and science, and, um, and I think it's really important to be able to meld the two together, not just what we've learned from hundreds of years of practice and tradition and, um, and experience, but also what we're learning, um, you know, about anatomy, physiology, pathology, and, and movement patterns, and be able to use it so that we can really inform the practice and, and really try and fit it to the individual working with rather than give it a cookie-cutter approach. So many styles of yoga kind of give you a more of a cookie-cutter approach, and we really train our teachers to think for themselves so that they can work with individuals in healthcare settings. So, yeah, it's really now, specific to that. Well, with with your style of yoga, I understand that today yoga is more of a variety of exercises and stretching and all sorts of things, but the true basis of yoga goes beyond that. There's also a meditation, almost a type of a spiritual aspect to that. Uh, do you practice more of the the original way of yoga, or is it more of this new modern style that everybody sees on Instagram? <laughs> well, yoga is yoga as a as a school of thought is including meditation. It includes the asanas. It includes um, all sorts of different pranayama practices, which is breathing practices. Um, you know, I would say what we do, what's really important to me is making it not only accessible to everyone, but relevant to everyone. And everyone comes from their own spiritual and re religious upbringings and traditions. And what we really try and do is take the components of 
uh, the traditional practices of yoga, which is which is all of those things, but really make it relevant to people in a, in a modern way so that people can connect with it. And so, you know, I think there's a place in between the two. You know, there is a watered-down version, I think, of, of the depth of the tradition that's, that's often out there on the you know, the social media pages when we look at a lot of, a lot of the gymnastics of yoga. Um, and there's a lot of depth and, and, and beauty to the tradition as well. But it, it's also, I think, really important to bring it to the person so that, um, you know, there are a lot of, I think, uh, different spiritual and religious practices that some people may or may not be drawn to. And, um, and so we try and cater it to the person that we're working with. Oh, I like that. Now, when uh, with yoga medicine, what type of uh, health issues do you actually target, target, and what kind of success have you seen in those areas? Yeah, well, my specialty really is is more in in the pain realm, and you know, my background is more in orthopedics and sports medicine and the Chinese medicine realm. So I've worked with a lot of patients mostly in that area, but we also have doctors who come in and lead different um, different curriculums for us on different topics like the nervous system or um, mental health, we have modules and uh, all sorts of different things, different specialists who come in and speak on different topics. But, you know, obviously the main thing, just probably similar to you, the main thing that people come in for is is pain. Um, It's the most common complaint uh, for definitely for a yoga teacher to see. And so um, our core modules really are around orthopedics, working with shoulder or, or hip or spine, um, and, and pain is such an interesting topic. I think such a relevant topic for yoga to be in for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, because I, I'm sure that you also deal with lower back pain and I understand mm. that, uh, yeah. you know, I, I've seen people, I've seen stories and pictures of people in their sixties and seventies that, you know, have the, you know, incorrect posture or they're starting to lean forward to getting the hump, but just with practices of yoga, they're able to straighten up their spine, which I find is absolutely incredible, knowing that it's something that you do not have to live with. You can actually change that. And do do you have, do you deal with senior citizens? Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of teachers who specialize in different populations and working with seniors is definitely a big one of them. And, And pain is such a huge thing because, you know, pain really, we tend to think of pain as a as a response, but pain is, is really our, our body's perception of threat. And so, um, I think yoga is such a great technique. This mindful attention is such a great way to be able to, to look at pain. In fact, you know, there's really good research studies looking at, at just meditation, relieving something like lower back pain, which is funny because if you've ever sat to meditate, you know, the first thing you feel is your back. (laughs) But, um, but being able to look at these responses within this communication system is such a powerful tool. And, this mindfulness as a, as a human to kind of decode our owner's manual of, of these sensations and how to move and breathe and feel in the world, um, you know, I think is such an important thing that every human should have. And gosh, I've had, I've personally had so much success. I've seen, I've seen probably 20, over 25,000 patients over the years and students over the years. And, um, I personally have seen a lot of success with pain. Um, and a lot of times you can change structural issues like posture at least. Mm-hmm. Um, we know obviously there's plenty of things you can't change, like you can't change the degenerative effects of arthritis, but you can change someone's response and their pain response and how they feel in their bodies, which is um, so important and so relevant um, to how we live and breathe and our relationships, how we interact with people, how we feel. Um, it all kind of 
it all reflects from how we feel in our bodies. So it's, it's a pretty powerful thing, I think, to work with is our experience in our bodies and, and how we feel. Well, when it comes to pain, I mean, have you had great success with those that may have a uh, <clears throat> bulging disc or herniated disc? Uh, and just in, and just in that area alone, because you know I'm hearing people have surgery and things of that sort. But uh, yeah. so you obviously have yoga techniques that help help with that area. It's huge, and and as you can imagine, as you know, like everything, there's a spectrum, and so everyone will be a little different. But and I personally myself actually had a disc issue and healed it, and um, I've worked with a lot of people with herniated discs. It's probably one of my one of my areas of specialty, or one of the things I really enjoy working with is is back pain and disc pain and um, degenerative issues, uh, stenosis. There's all sorts of things that, yeah, respond really well. I mean, obviously it takes some some diligence and, and you know, fine-tuning of things, but and, and everyone's going to be different. And I think one of the things we really do at Yoga Medicine is, is working with the healthcare providers. It's not necessarily an either-or. There's definitely going to be cases where people need surgery and and many times, even when they need surgery, there's still a lot of work to be done afterwards. And so, you know, they go, may go through their physical therapy and still come out and have some some things that, that need to be worked on, some patterns that need to be changed, maybe in how they move or how they breathe, um, or even just in our mental perception of, of how we see the world around us differently um, when we do experience pain for long periods of time. And, and so, you know, I think you're familiar with this idea of like the top-down approach, how the brain really affects everything else. And, you know, when I can go back to this perspective and this mental kind of landscape, uh, it really influences how I see everything. It's like the lens on my glasses of the world. And so um, if I can kind of change that side of it as well, Maybe that's through breathing. Maybe that's through slowing down and, and, and noticing some of the interactions. And, or with pain, you know, again, we know that pain is an is a, a inherent you know, recognition of danger in our bodies, which a lot of times we know now with pain is, is outliving the actual threat. And so my ability to slow down and be mindful of some of these things can be a really, really powerful asset for people. Yeah, you know, that is so fantastic, and I can I can testify on how well yoga works. Not for myself, but for my daughter. She she had fallen and had a very bad disc injury, and to the point to where she literally could not sit down. She could not stand up. They had to go in and do uh, laser trimming of the disc to get it off the spinal cord, and. The doctor told her as soon as, she, you know, he goes, once I get this done, you're going to be walking out of here. And she did. But what she did once she uh, went through the healing process, she started doing yoga to, you know, work to strengthen the core and also to, you know, keep the pain to a minimum. She doesn't even complain of pain anymore. And so she really attributes to that, to the, you know, just doing the yoga techniques for the lower back and the spine. So Ladies and gentlemen, there yeah. is something very powerful when it comes to <laughs> yoga and the, the healing abilities. Now, Tiffany, let me ask you this. I understand that you also practice Chinese medicine and along with yoga what uh, and for women's health issues. Does this help in the areas of fertility? Yeah. Um, so I, was, I started and ran the acupuncture program at the Nike Wellness Center for a while and um, my specialty was always orthopedics, but I started having all these patients come in who 
uh, were struggling getting pregnant. So I went back and, and got trained to do some fertility stuff. And I kind of, it kind of became a secondary specialty for me. Uh, I really enjoyed working with women who were trying to get pregnant. And um, it, I don't know if you're familiar, but there is actually some pretty good research on acupuncture, usually used in, conjun- in conjunction with IVF, um, but increasing the success rates. And um, and so it's a it's an area of medicine that is really open to it. And I, I've worked, got the chance to work with a lot of patients and doctors. And one of the things I found was obviously the acupuncture is so valuable just for blood flow to the area, but for, um, you know, for so many other reasons as well that maybe we can't quantify or put our finger on just yet with things like acupuncture, which are harder to, harder to explain sometimes. But with yoga, it was really important, I think, for me to give my patients something to do on their own, if nothing less than just for the stress of all of the process that they're going through, which we know stress is such a limiting factor. I think many people know someone who's been through fertility treatments and then all of a sudden they, they stop and they give up and they stop thinking about it and all of a sudden they get pregnant. It's not an uncommon one because stress is such a such a big, important limiting factor. And um, one of the things I love, so what I've done is taken you know the background in Chinese medicine, which really goes through this detailed um look at the cycle and everything that's changing and all the different phases of the woman's cycle, the monthly cycle, and broken that down and really applied it to yoga postures that women can do to help support the the flux of hormones and changes happening physiologically in the body throughout a woman's cycle, really just to help balance out the hormones as well as the stress level. Um, yeah, and, and I've found it to be really helpful for fertility. I've, I've had a lot of success with patients as well as yoga students um, trying to get pregnant. And really all of my patients that I saw, I used yoga with. So I think it's such a big, um, important tool. And it's something that people can do on their own. I think one of the, you know, misconceptions about yoga is this idea that it's, you know, it has to take a long time or you have to do an hour every day. And um, one of the things I really loved was, you know, giving what, what I called yoga prescriptions to my patients where it was just, you know, one or two poses that they did. And just like, so many things like our posture is the things that we do all the time that really influence us long term. So um, just giving them one or two things to do a day was such an important part of, um, of their therapy. And I think one of the things, one of the reasons why yoga really is so impactful is that it's not just strengthening, it's not just stretching, but it's really affecting so many other things. And maybe, maybe this energetic system, maybe the meridians, maybe it's the mind, maybe it's looking at our thoughts and our perspective and, and, and how we approach the world. Maybe it's um, all of the other things. There's so much that go into a, a yoga practice. And then, um, and, and I think a lot of people get scared off by the spirituality because it's, it, it is sometimes, I think, um, I know for me, I grew up very, very conservative Christian. And so I've always been really conscious of that and aware of that and wanting people to be able to connect to this practice and, and um, have it be something that really, really hits all of those levels, um, but isn't necessarily a, a religious practice. That isn't something that conflicts with their own personal views and um, that they can use in their own way. So, yeah, I think one of the big things is really this this three-dimensional component of it that Chinese medicine, um, for me, helps to lay the groundwork of and, and kind of overlaying with our awareness of anatomy and physiology and the Western perspectives to really look at who this this whole three-dimensional person is because we all have so many different facets of, of who we are and what we do. 
Yeah, and I completely agree agree with you there. I have a, a cousin in Tennessee who has practiced yoga for years, and she actually brought it in to uh, into church. And of course, you know, gosh, it's probably mm. been you know ten, fifteen years. You know, it you know. <clears throat> Church in the South is more like whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this? You know, I, I you know, there's a whole <laughs> spiritual hocus pocus kind of thing to this, but now it's being a lot more accepted into the Christian realm because people see the health benefits to it, and of course, like you said, you can, you know, add whatever spirituality you want to it per se, and it still benefits the person as a whole. But I want to ask you something because you brought up acupuncture yeah. and yoga, but you mentioned the meridians. Are the mer- how does does how does one affect the other when it comes to dealing with the meridians? How does one affect the other? Meaning acupuncture or yeah, like like if, I know that with acupuncture, uh, you know, um, practitioners deal with the meridians. So how does adding yoga enhance those meridians or the power of uh, healing in that area? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, in a in a. <laughs> very simplistic viewpoint and I'm totally watering this down but in Chinese medicine there's this idea that that we also have this energetic body that we can't really we don't know how to test yet we don't know how to I mean there's some theories and ideas but the idea basically is that there's this flow of energy in the body and when it's able to move uninhibited my body has all these really intelligent checks and balances built in to heal and repair itself and and we see that kind of premise in western medicine on a different level as well but the idea that this movement through the energetic body is really important, kind of like think about before we had cars, we had boats, you know, moving all of the things that we needed from, from one tribe to another via boat, via water. And if that water slowed down, we weren't able to transport the nutrients and food that we needed, and, and maybe that civilization would be impacted or affected by it. So the, the idea is in the, in the body, these are meridians are like tributaries, delivering nutrients, delivering all of the components that the body needs to be able to heal and repair and thrive. And so if there's obstructions in that flow of energy for whatever reason, that it can manifest in different ways. And in Chinese medicine, we see acupuncture points on those, which, you know, communicate the ideas that these meridians flow underneath the surface of the skin and actually go deep into the body to communicate with the organs. And, you know, it is a really hard thing, I think, to wrap your brain around as a, as a Western anatomy, physiology, you know, kind of oriented society. But I think what's important for me is, is remembering that there maybe are these layers of the body that we can't understand. And as someone who can really appreciate that, you know, medicine and science is still learning and growing, that there, that there are these things that, that maybe we don't completely understand just yet. And I think the energetic body is something, um, it's a more subtle awareness of the body, but there's, there's definitely, there's definitely something there because people do, you know, experience differences and changes. And the idea with the yoga poses is, um, you know, when I have a, an acupuncture point, I'm using a needle and it's very specific to that point, the effects of it. And um, when I'm using uh, yoga, I'm stimulating more of the, the general meridians. So meridians run up, maybe some of them run up the inside of the leg, some run up the outer part of the leg or the front or the back of the leg. So as I stay in these yoga poses, the idea is that if I stay in them, it's going to be more influential than something that I'm just in for a few breaths. As I stay in them, potentially affecting that, that meridian. And, and now there's also some of these theories, too, in the fashion world as we get a lot more research around fashion. It's important to, like, 
you know, is there some connection to this new interstitium and the and the fascia and this connection to um, where these meridians flow? And and again, I think I just like to leave space with the fact that we don't have all the answers around that yet. But what we do know is that acupuncture has been used for for many many years now, and um, and there is a lot of these good research and information and experiences from people that have that have seen a lot of really incredible effects from from pain to strokes to uh, all sorts of interesting uh, maladies in China. They use it kind of, they use it in the hospitals alongside Western medicine for so many things. So um, again, most of what I use it for is pain, but um, in yoga, we can apply, I apply a lot of the Chinese medicine theory and the meridian theory so that people can now have another way to look at these yoga poses so that it's not just about you know, stretching or working with their rotator cuff or their core or some other issues in the body, but it's also remembering that there is an energetic layer to this that maybe is affecting the body, maybe it's affecting the mind, maybe it's affecting their digestion or fertility. Um, So Chinese medicine has an intricate theory of how all of these things weave together, which is probably beyond uh, just a two-minute scope, but it is an interesting thing. It is. And I love the study of Chinese medicine. It's, you know, I I remember reading and studying part of it and the experts would say you could study it for 60 years and still not know everything because <laughs> it just can, you continue to learn and learning never stops. But let me ask you this. How are you getting the medical, the medical establishment to embrace the healing and the positive effects of yoga? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because we it's kind of happened pretty naturally, I think maybe just because of our name, but over the years we've definitely started to attract a lot of, of doctors and healthcare providers who do come into our trainings. Um, I know for me, when I started it, I was an acupuncturist and I was on the West Coast and there were a lot of the people that I networked with, a lot of the doctors that I worked with that were really interested in yoga. I was teaching yoga at the time and, and part of my Part of my this what spurred me to create yoga medicine was that you know I felt this need for doctors to really want to be able to use yoga as a resource. But you know if if you know much about yoga, you know that there is a wide variety of what you could do. So as a doctor, if I have someone who has a shoulder injury and I refer them to yoga, it, it's actually pretty negligent because they could end up in a class where they're jumping around. They could end up in something where they're sitting and chanting, or they could end up you know. There's a pretty broad spectrum. So what we did was really just train our teachers so that it could be a really transparent model. They can see exactly what they've studied with us, um, and they can know that the teacher's been trained to be able to um, understand a little bit about, you know, East and West. Obviously, we're not doctors, and we, we train our teachers to really remember that, that our job is not to diagnose. But, um, but yeah, I think there's a, a really important part in there where people can work together. And, and for me, you know, that was kind of what spurred me to create the to create yoga medicine to do that. And it's drawn a lot of different doctors. We're, we're actually working on some courses right now for doctors uh, specifically. But I think a lot of it really comes from uh, this younger demographic of doctor, doctors who are going through medical school who are practicing yoga um, and experiencing it. And so... Uh, I think you really have to experience it. It's hard to really wrap your head around in theory until you've taken a class and experienced that parasympathetic relaxation response that happens, you know, maybe the first time you've gone into a yoga class. And for so many people, we're, we're so inundated with stressors in our lives that we, 
we may go through large chunks of our life and never feel that sense of relaxation in our bodies. And it's such a powerful place because it's where my organs now can function more optimally and, and everything can work better when my nervous system starts to become regulated. So, you know, I think the big thing for doctors is experiencing that. Um, and, you know, I think with the growth of yoga, I think that's probably a lot of what's happening, but, um, but yeah, we, we do, we do work a lot with doctors and a lot of times, um, some of them do do our trainings. I'm always surprised when we get doctors in there who want to, who want to teach yoga more full time and, uh, uh, because they, they love it. So I love, I love that. I'm just happy that, uh, part of the medical establishment is opening up their eyes and their heart to other forms of healing than just, uh, pulling out the knife or shoving medication down someone's throat. So there is a whole nother yeah. way of healing out there. And I know that uh, millions of people have been benefiting from yoga. And so let me ask you this. Where can people find a yoga medicine trained teacher in their community? Yeah. So if they just go to yogamedicine.com, there's a, a link at the top that says find a teacher and they can type in their zip code or their postal code and uh, find someone near them, and they can see exactly what trainings they've done. They could go to their website or their their uh, links on there and learn more about them. But, yeah, we've got a nice resource and a map on there so they can see who's near them and exactly what they've done with us. Oh, that's great. Do you, do you have any um, case stories, maybe one or two, that you could share with us from maybe someone you have worked with, not to mention their name, but you know, someone that you worked with that had great success with yoga medicine? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of what I do now is training teachers, but I've worked with a lot of different people over the years. I mean, I think for me, a lot of the big cases that stand out are the people that I've worked with with really significant back issues and back pain from people coming out of surgery to people who have um, had... Uh, really significant pain and been able to overcome it and avoid surgery. Not that that was my, my call. That's definitely theirs. I've also worked with, um, a lot of professional athletes. Uh, last year I worked with a really big football player trying to in, in, increase his, uh, mobility to help in, uh, improve his performance. Obviously in the sports medicine realm, performance is everything. And so athletes has been a big part of it too. Um, working with women trying to get pregnant. I think the six, my success rate was really high when I was working with fertility patients and working with them as, as old. I remember the oldest one I worked with was 46 and helping wow. her get pregnant was really fun. I remember a woman who would come in all the time and, um, trying to get pregnant, the little things like, um, you know, it's just the reminders. I remember she'd come in all the time and set her big, you know, 64 ounce soda down and talked to me about all these things. And so we made lifestyle changes. She started to practice meditation. And honestly, I don't even know that it was that the acupuncture that we were doing at the time, as much as her just starting to notice her lifestyle and um, how she was treating herself. I think as women, we kind of, um, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And so there's, there's a mindfulness in yoga to me. That's also about self-acceptance and self-love. Uh, and being able to embrace the imperfections and the the difficulties of the journey, whether that's a healing journey for back pain or fertility or athletes who are you know struggling as well, 
um, yeah, I, I don't know that there's one specific one that stands out when you say that. People always <laughs> you ask get, me that, you, and I feel like, given, gosh, how do I pick yeah. one? <laughs> well, you've definitely given us enough to, to think person. about. Yeah. So, well, yeah. for all well for all of my listeners out there who are yoga instructors already, where can they learn more about getting certified in your teachings? Yeah, it's all just on yogamedicine.com. So they can find everything there, all the trainings and resources and articles for people who are interested in learning more um, just about yoga in general. And then the find a teacher resources on there, too. Ah, fantastic. Tiffany, it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure to discuss yoga medicine with you this week. And ladies and gentlemen, you've got to understand something. There is a very strong healing aspect to yoga. Go to yogamedicine.com to learn more and even find a certified trainer in your area as well. So again, thank you, Tiffany, for coming on. And ladies and gentlemen, remember... To catch every episode of Life-Changing Wellness, just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. If I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes, and thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And now you can download our show on Spotify. Just look up Dr. Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. You can learn more about me at DrWardBond.com. And again, thank you for listening to Life-Changing Wellness. I am Dr. Ward Bond, and remember... Something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.